Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We welcome you back on a Friday. Got a ton of plays coming up. We've still got three family play vids, and we'll recap all the picks coming up in just a bit as well. Dustin Sweetelson live downtown Las Vegas at the D. And we bring, we go coast to coast, Los Angeles, all the way to Atlantic City, and bring in our good friend, Thomas Gable. He runs the race and sports book at the Borgata. And we should start by congratulating TG. He gave out the winner yesterday to Beeson Pros, and that was... Actually, I gave that one out on the air, so it was a free play from Thomas Gable. He had Washington State catching the 13 at Arizona. Like we talked about during the break, TG, good job on the call, but we didn't have Arizona losing at home to Washington State 77-74. No, I would have much rather had the money line on Washington State. That would have been a heck of a play (laughs) there. Uh, but no, I mean, nice listen, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, listen, you have three of the top four teams really in terms of power ratings that have gone down in the last week, uh, Purdue, Arizona, and of course, UConn have all lost in the last week. So, um, you know, it just goes to show you any team, any team, no matter how invincible, you know, a team looks like UConn did uh, last weekend, um, they're susceptible and uh, there, there's no perfect team out there right now. You, and when we, as we head into March here, uh, you have so many teams that could, uh, to, that could potentially make a run and every team out there has a weakness, uh, even UConn. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a heck of a March. You know, it gives a little more creed. Thomas Gable, nobody's sharper with college hoops. And remember, I was joking with you about your power rankings, and Matt McCall came on and said, wow, he's got Houston that high. Well, redemption, right? Because UConn just got blown out in (laughs) Omaha, and then Purdue lost to a team with didn't even have a coach. And Ohio State's not a good – Ohio State's not a good basketball team. So, like you said, it's just – it's pick your poison at this spot. It is, uh, you know, and, and Houston, I, I mean, listen, they got a tough game. We can talk about them uh, for tomorrow against Baylor. Um, uh, you know, they're they're in front in the Big 12. And I think probably some people uh, with them switching conferences this year may have uh, – may have been a little bit down on them and see how they would actually do in conference play, but here they are in first. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a match in contrasting styles against Baylor tomorrow. Baylor's 8-5 and five in the conference, coming off a loss to BYU. But their top five offense going up against one of, if not the top defense in the country. Baylor's shooting over 40% from three. Uh, good for third in the country. Uh, so, you know, could they pull off the upset here at home against Houston? Certainly possible. You know, I think Houston's going to try and control the tempo here and 
certainly try and limit the looks from three. Uh, they'll need a big effort out of uh, Jamal Shedd. And uh, this should be a game where Houston can really solidify their positioning here. And, and Patrick, you know how I feel about this Houston program. I've been high on yes. them for years. Uh, I, I love their style of play, the tenacity, the aggressiveness. Uh, I just wish they were more fluid on offense. But uh, this is a team that, in my opinion, uh, very much right there with UConn as best in the country. If you give me Shed and Calvin Sampson and Sampson in the tournament, like Shed is the toughest point guard in the country. I love watching that guy play, and Sampson's a hell of a coach. The so whether or not Thomas plays it, you'll have to wait to tomorrow for Veasan Pros. He'll send over the picks in the morning. Uh, another game I wanted to ask you about for tomorrow. I'm going to ask you about a bunch, and that is Bama at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. What I loved about <laughs> Bama the other night. The, 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 like if they the variance in three point shooting TG and they didn't hit their threes against Florida yet still won the game. I kind of like yeah. that going into the tournament where you have a, t- you have a game where it doesn't fit your profile, but you still win it. And now they head to Kentucky. Yeah. So I was actually on, uh, Alabama on the spread in that game and had the over and obviously the over gets, gets there, uh, with overtime 98, 93 final. Uh, but that was a game where if you looked at certainly in the first half, Bama struggled mightily from three and, <clears throat> You know, tomorrow going into Kentucky, Kentucky's coming off a brutal loss to LSU on the road. Uh, game very much that they had in hand, up by as many as 15 in the second half in that one. Um, and that was a spot that if you're Kentucky, you were hoping to not have a letdown after beating Auburn. But it happened, and now they have to face the Crimson Tide, who uh, obviously are first place in the SEC. If you haven't watched much Alabama basketball this year and you're a fan of offense, do yourself a favor and start watching them. Uh, this is the number number one team in offensive efficiency per Ken Palm and Kentucky are no slouches either. They're, they're ranked ninth uh, in offensive efficiency. So this game will have plenty of offense and Alabama plays at a very, very quick pace. They love to shoot a lot of threes. They're hitting at 38%. And if they aren't taking a three, most of their other shots are extremely high percentage around the rim. Uh, They've hit the 100-point mark eight times this season. Uh, And they have a tremendous senior guard in Mark Sears, but they have scorers everywhere on the floor. And Kentucky can also shoot the three. They're hitting just around 40% on the season, which is outstanding. They just don't take as many as Bama does per game. Kentucky averages 23.7 three-point attempts per game. Bama averages more than 30 per game. Um, So Kentucky will need to defend the three. They'll need to play physical, match Alabama's physical, physicality um you know people say that alabama kind of plays bully ball a lot um kentucky can really make up some points at the line i think because the the tide do foul a lot which is a symptom of their physical play you know but this game tomorrow expect a ton of points here uh we'll see where this total closes it could be high 170s mm-hmm. uh, um you know i would not be shocked at all if this game is played into the 180s because both of these teams can can chuck it from three and get up and down the floor and um, Alabama just uh, they continue to impress I mean they're especially uh, impressive at home Uh, obviously this one's going to be a road game for them but uh, they are a scary scary team on offense and you know it's tough. I don't care how good defensively you are or even how slow of a pace you want to play. They are going to push it every single time that they get a rebound. That's a great analysis. Thomas Gable race and sports book at the Borgata. I'm obsessed with this Utah state story. When I mean, you could talk about the mountain West BYU, just be Baylor, but how about sprinkle year one, no points returning from last year. He's sitting alone atop the mountain West. That's a hell of a job there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. 10 and four in conference. And again, like you said, Mountain West, uh, tremendous story this year. And uh, they're coming off that win against San Diego State. Um, they have, uh, I think they're off this weekend. I don't think they play this week. I think their next game, let me see here. Um, Utah they play State. next Tuesday. Okay. Utah State plays Fresno next Tuesday. So it looks like they're actually off this weekend. But, um, yeah, I mean, tremendous job um, from Sprinkle. And this is a team that I'm, I am intrigued with uh, in, in this conference because uh, when, you, when you look at them, they're not a great team 
shooting it from three, uh, only about 31%, but uh, they they do rank up there in inefficiency offensively simply to because of how good they play and shoot it from two. So they they also defend the three extremely well. Uh, but they're a team that's uh, going to be right there for the conference tournament. I'm really looking forward to the Mountain West Conference tournament overall. I think that's going to be extremely interesting to see how that plays out. You have some great teams in there, and possibly could get five bids into the uh, into the big dance. TG, Go for it, Dustin. TG, we've got like four or five games left for a lot of these teams at this point in the season. Uh, that means there's a lot of teams on the bubble, especially with the playing now. Now, you know, it's 68 teams. When betters look at this and the factor of this team needs this game more, do you think betters over or under uh, uh, estimate how much that matters? I think they, I think they overestimate uh, how much it matters. Um, you know, we we all get into bracketology this time of year, and and everybody is looking at you know projected seating and uh, as you said, um, who's on the bubble and who isn't. And I I've seen it enough through the years where betters tend to look at those teams who maybe are on the bubble and seeing it as, as a must win, um, especially late here in the regular season, not counting conference tournament time uh, where it's like, okay, if they win here, they could possibly get off the bubble. You know, the bottom line is you you still have a cold conference tournament to play and anything could happen in there. If you, if you lose in the first round of conference tournament, well, that effort goes out the window. So uh, I I think overall it tends to be just an overestimation in terms of how people tend to bet these games. And unfortunately, we just got a minute left. Georgetown is still Georgetown, Thomas Gable. And Rick Patino <laughs> is still Rick Patino. I mean, what the hell but was they he did thinking? Cover, throwing? They did cover against Patino. They did cover the other <laughs> night against <laughs> Patino. And listen, they I'm did. just saying, uh, maybe Patino is playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. I mean, think about it. If you're a, a kid who's like a junior right now in high school being recruited by Patino, and you say, wow, you know, he's really hard on all these people, but look at what he's telling me. I'm going to go there because yeah. man, he's really sweet-talking me and Look at, you know, all these other guys. I I have to be better if he's treating me like this. Hey, did you see Peichel has the third ranked recruiting class next year? He got a five star from Georgia. Rutgers basketball, Thomas Gable. Uh, uh, Don't talk to me about Rutgers because until we can actually (laughs) book them in Jersey, I don't I don't like to talk about them. Yeah, we just you're over it. TG, you're the best. Thomas Gable runs the rate. You can go, he'll take a selfie with you if you go to the sports book this weekend over at the Borgata. Thomas, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much, my friend. All right. Thank you guys. There he is, Thomas Gable. Who's the best? He's such a nice guy. When he sends the plays in the morning, he's always like, good morning. Hope you're having a great day. I always forward them to you and Samich. He's always so kind. It helps the vibe because as we've uh, talked about today, my disposition is generally pretty down. I get the copy and paste. Good morning. It's a great day for bets. Yeah, and everything's sunshiny. A video next. A play. Bam. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Thank you, Brent Musburger. It is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Hope you're having a nice week at a ton of college basketball tomorrow, both men and women. You've got hundreds of soccer games, football across the country, including MLS, a full slate. Now, Messi beat, well, Inter Miami beat Real on Wednesday to kick off the new MLS season, Major League Soccer, for those that aren't into it. Uh, Messi had a couple assists. He had this one play where he just kind of he kicked the ball over a player on the ground and it got blocked. If it actually was a goal, it would have been one of the all-timers because, hello, he's the greatest ever to play the world sport, and that is Lionel Messi. And now we have a full game day coming up on Saturday, MLS. And we were talking at the onset of the show about markets and opportunities to go hunt inefficiencies and markets that aren't necessarily tainted. So MLS would be one. Soccer certainly is one when you start hitting some of the smaller leagues across the country. Um, College basketball, if you specialize... And when we talk about specialization in sports betting, what we mean by that is, of course, everybody's going to be betting Alabama, Kentucky. So that number is going to be a little tighter. But if you hunt some of the smaller conferences and specialize in those conferences and pay attention to rotations and tendencies, you're going to find a lot of opportunities to make some cash. Um, and also college baseball. We're not going to sit here and espouse the importance of hunting different markets and not give you a college baseball play on a Friday, February 23rd. Dustin Sweetelson, let's go. Yeah, I'm told college baseball, second big weekend, some of these tougher opponents, but we outsource this to our guy, Johnny Venezia, Johnny VTV. Check out his podcast, Breaking Bet. He has not one, but two college baseball plays for you today. What's going on, everybody? It's Johnny VTV back with the best Friday college baseball plays. We're going with the Oregon State Beavers at even money against the Arkansas Razorbacks. The Beavers have the best lineup in the country, bar none, even against a tough pitcher. I think the Beavers get it done, and I'll give you one more. We're going with the ECU Pirates at plus 105 at the UNC Tar Heels. Trey Savage for ECU is a projected top 20 pick in this summer's draft. Can't ignore plus money with the better team. Let's go ECU. Let's go Oregon State. Don't forget to check out my podcast, Breaking Bet, on Spotify, YouTube, and my Twitter at underscore Johnny VTV. That's a tremendous job. What I liked about, and maybe others can kind of emulate what Johnny just did there, he gave uh, he gave his picks at the end of the he, did his picks, he did his breakdown, and then he then re- reset exactly what he's playing. So it's a good job. And what's the name of his podcast there, Johnny? Breaking Bet for Johnny V. Okay, check out Breaking Bet and good job. A couple of college baseball plays on a Friday here on Sharp Money. So I teased you at the beginning of the show that Chris Sims ethered 
a particular NFL player, and he called this player the most overrated player, not by position, but in the sport. We're going to play the clip for you. It's a player that we've talked about. Now, this is a team that had a great start to the season, and then things just seemed to fall apart. And it seemed like now they lost both assistants, but it just seemed like there was some inner turmoil. Wide receiver popping off. The player you're about to hear about was always very downtrodden and morose. So, Dustin, let's go ahead and set up Chris Sims here. Yeah, this is don't a clip. Tell who, don't say who he's talking about. We'll just yeah. play the clip, though. This is Chris Sims asked a question about a player from a market and his overall view on that quarterback. Yeah. You know, Jalen Hurts is, re I respect a lot about Jalen Hurts, but I, I think Jalen Hurts is also like the most overrated player in football. All right. I just, that's, that's me. I know I'm wrong. I take a lot of crap about that comment, but you know, it's a, it's a, he plays quarterback for a team. That's an all-star team. Yeah. They have the best O-line in football. It's not even close, right? They got maybe the best duos at receiver in all of the football, right? I just think if you put some quarterback, other quarterbacks in Philly, you put Kyler Murray there, you'd go, damn, Kyler's amazing. Is he the MVP of football? And I think we lose sight of all of that a little yeah. bit. Again, it yeah. gets into the quarterback team thing, where right now we're all about the quarterback, and uh, yeah, he'd be one of those guys that I certainly would go, hey, when Kyler's on his game, he is every bit in the class of yeah. game. That is, first off, good job by you, Chris Sims. In an era where people are afraid to stand on their 10 toes and make a statement, specifically for a guy that works at NBC, I give him a lot of props. You see Chris Sims on NBC on Sunday night. I mean, he's there talking NFL, and he gave a take that I don't think is necessarily hot. Like, Jalen Hurts fell off last year. Now, you can point to Steichen leaving, his offensive coordinator, but I think there's a bigger picture here. Remember the A.J. Brown stuff. A.J. Brown was very disgruntled. When you're talking about Big Dom being a key to your team, remember Big Dom, who's security, and apparently the rumor is he's the one that's charged with keeping Sirianni in his shoes. I think Nick Sirianni lost his way last year and Nick Sirianni was an offensive coordinator that didn't call plays in Indianapolis before he got the job because Frank Reich was calling the plays Sirianni loses Steichen and all of a sudden the quarterback takes a step back Jalen Hurts there were many questions about Jalen Hurts as a pro and last two years ago he answered those questions 22 touchdowns just six picks completion percentage was great ran for a boatload so coming into the year, he was your odds-on favorite to win the MVP. You took a look at the market over at DraftKings coming into last year's football season, and Jalen Hurts was your favorite to win the MVP. Well, the regression was real. 23 touchdowns, 15 picks. Everything went backwards. Now, was he injured? Philly fans start to get heated right now. Was he injured? I don't know. One thing I do know was he was disconnected. We would play the clips of Hurts after losses, and I know he's Zen, and I know he's Thich Nhat Hanh, and I know he's Eckhart Tolle, and I know he's the Buddha. And I know he's very chill, and he meditates. But those vibes coming out of the Eagles locker room, that goes right back to Sirianni. And as the leader of the team, and that's what Hurts is, I don't necessarily feel like when we were playing those clips, remember, Dustin, you would play the clips. I'm like, whoa, something is off there. I know he's a chill guy with a chill personality, which is all good. But that wasn't just a guy being chill. That was a guy that was completely disenchanted. That was a guy that was completely disconnected. And that's what you saw on the field as well. So I don't think it's crazy to say that Jalen Hurts is overrated. Now, Sims went a step further and said he's not the most overrated quarterback. He's the most overrated player in the NFL. I don't have my grades readily available for the guards. <laughs> so let me just be very clear. I do have the over in my office. I do have the grades because I grade every play every year. Of course. Just scouring over all 22. But I will say... I, Hurts to me, like the idea that he was your favorite to win the MVP was ridiculous, and his play backed it up. Professor Patrick dishing out grades over there. Uh, I want to ask you a question, because I think this is a thing people get confused, and I don't think they, they really look at the nuance between these two things. Jalen Hurts, accurate passer or high completion percentage? Because the numbers tell you 65.4%, it's a pretty solid completion percentage. But when you watch him play football, Patrick, do you think he is an accurate passer of the football? 
I think he is a system dude. And I think Steichen yes. knew exactly. I know that Ben Johnson knows what to do with Jared Goff. I know Shane Steichen knew exactly what to do with Jalen Hurts. He's not a pure thrower of the football. Your point is well taken. So when you lose somebody that has an innate feel how to curtail a game plan around Hurts, Steichen, you're going to lose a lot from the player as well. And, and that's exactly what happened. And I believe... And by the way, Sirianni's a donk. Like, we, we knew this. When Jalen Hurts, the previous year, was corralling his head coach and acting like the adult in the room when Sirianni's going after fans, you knew there was something wrong there. Yet he had Gannon running his defense, and he had Steichen running his offense, and he had Big Dom. Now, Big Dom is essentially security for the team, and apparently he's the most important, he's the most important player outside of Jalen Hurts on the team because when Big Dom left the sideline, the Eagles fell apart. Well, let's just talk about this logically. Shout to Aristotle. If Big Dom is the reason your franchise is falling apart, you've got systemic issues. But you said he's a system quarterback. Do you believe there's enough there that he can be schemed up to, one, be an MVP contender, and two, lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl? He already did it. So the answer is yes. He did it two years ago. But I'll, fur I'll further that by saying, I think two years ago was as good as it gets. That yes. was the ceiling. Yes. I think he can be a very productive quarterback. I don't know if he's the most overrated player in the NFL, but right now he's certainly that is a quarterback. Look, there's very few guys left in the league who are system proof, but he is 100% a system quarterback. You have to build everything around that skill set, and it's very unique, and I do believe it can work, and I do believe it can contend for Super Bowls multiple. I think they can get back there again. But on his own, Jalen Hurts not a special player to me here's what i do know the eagles are going to be looking for a new head coach after next year's football season write it down i see you writing with Done. your pen write that one Done. down there's a prognostication Done. for you when we return here on sharp money presented by DraftKings, matt williams with some props tonight is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, become a VSIN pro, get your daily best bets, access to the betting splits. We've got our big dance betting guide coming up as well. Go to vsin.com slash pro. vsin.com slash pro. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. I'm Patrick Maher, Dustin Sweetelson. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Our next guest is Matt Williams, and I'm fired up to talk to Matt because not only is he a writer over at the game day com major league baseball betting analyst at matt we seven seven iams okay that's twitter but he is a volume better what do i mean by that he's got 21 plays in the nba tonight on the season he's 897 and 627 he's up 135 units okay now as we say hi to matt matt you're a volume better so dustin asked you about your favorite play for the tonight night and here's what you said i usually do not have favorite wagers since my volume approach is a pass fail system based on criteria i set up that uses my private projections previous performance recent performance schedule and matchup that's a long-winded intro to say how does one get down this much this is insane <laughs> Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, volume in general, it's a lot of people, uh, it scares them a little bit. But one thing I always tell people, especially when anyone is like tailing plays, tail plays, don't tail risk. Keep the risk within your own, um, with your own budget. I flat, you know, flat bet everything. That's why I say I don't have any particularly favorite plays like some people do. They'll put two units on a play, one and a half units on a play. I'll just play, play them straight across the board. And, and what I mean is uh, the criteria I have is over time, which – to, to play volume, like the idea of volume is that variance will get you with a shorter amount of bets. The more you bet, there's less variance. But the caveat of that is you actually have to put out decent bets. You have to understand expected value. You have to be able to identify value. 
competitive bets you're putting out there are still expected to hit. So in my case, you know, I do use my own private projections, but there are plenty of great ones out there uh, that, that people can use. Uh, you know, if, you know, you can find one that you trust, you can, you know, go to a couple of different ones, but really what you want to look for is uh, you got to understand implied odds, which, you know, if anyone, if you need a little help, you can just Google an implied odds calculator. If you want to, you know, convert odds into a percentage, you can see the percentage chance that you need a bet to hit. I have a, I have a tweet up for the difference between a minus 110, minus 130, and minus 150, and how those points really matter and why you have to um, value shop, which that's another, uh, that's another topic entirely. But for me, to try to break it down a little more simply, I know I'm rambling here, is, yeah, I'll just do a bunch of parameters looking at the current price for the bet, whatever the prop may be, and if it's in a certain parameter in my projections. Now, that'll change depending on what the current price is and what I project it is versus the line. Uh, now, that'll either hit or it won't. It's pass-fail. Um, you know, there, there's certain things like, you know, they say you don't have to watch sports to be a good better. I do. Uh, sometimes I'll add in things here or there. You obviously need to make some tweaks on the fly in your head based on the last-minute changes, uh, you know, for, you know, someone being out, you know, changes in minutes. But you, you basically want to have a projection within a certain range that you deem to be pass or fail, and then that changes on different variables based on, like, home away, uh, if they're playing a back-to-back, who's in and out of the lineup, things like that. But, I mean, so it basically comes down to this is not something you, like, do overnight, uh, something I tweak constantly, and it's just, uh, you know, you if a one night, if there happens to be only five bets that pass, I, I'll, I'll bet five. One night there happens to be 35 that pass, I'm betting all 35. Because the idea is, I, if I think I have a 60% chance to hit a target, I'm going to take as many shots at the target as possible because over time my uh, percentage is going to be higher. So if I think I have a 60% chance to hit every single one of these bets, I'm going to bet every single one. First off, feel free to ramble because we love the theory. <laughs> Matt Williams, better joining us here. So obviously you have your algo, you have your system, you have your projections, mm-hmm. you plug, and then you fire to the number of what, 15 over 1500 bets so far this year. Yep. And you're up big. So we love that. Now let's go back to there's 24 hours in a day. Uh, how about just time? Isn't it it's so time strenuous or do you have a system that makes it so much more efficient for you? Yeah. Well, when you have uh, when you already have your, um, your projection setup, that does a lot of the work for you. Uh, for anyone, a beginner, there's a lot of ones, different people plug. I don't know if you have ones particular, you guys like on the show, feel free to just plug that one. But you know, like ones like the props that bet outlier, um, get something like that. If you, it'll help you price shop faster. Um, anything like that, it will, that'll save you a little bit of time. You know, those things cost a little bit of money, but you can always go to different, different, there's tons of free websites too. And you can just, you know, go to your website or, you know, if there, your, your subscribers there somewhere where you can price shop easy. Easily, but if you already have a projection system where you can go in there and kind of have a feel for where you want it to be, it can kind of go quickly. Um, most of the time, what I do is uh, I'll be watching the late games and I'll just kind of, you know, chilling on my couch and I'll take a run through the opening lines and I'll usually put out bets the night before all the, all the value that I think is probably going to move before the morning. You know, sometimes a couple of, you know, uh, either by price or the line just will move dramatically and I'll put them out for everyone who follows me. And then the next day I'll check in the morning to see if like, you know, some of the late games hadn't been posted. I'll just plug a few there. And then, you know, it's just kind of when I have time later in the afternoon, but yeah, once you kind of been doing it for a while, it really doesn't take too much time to, to kind of sift through. And, f- and when you say follow, is that Twitter where people can find your information? Yeah, well, there's two things. Uh, Twitter is where I usually do a lot of my just like posts and talking to people. I actually do my, my uh, pinned tweet uh, that I have, or, you know, whatever they call it on X now, uh, is actually a spreadsheet. You know, my, I think my NFL link is still there. My ML, my uh, NBA and my MLB, I post all my plays on there. So you can follow along. You can see all the plays that I've done for the entire season. I have like, you know, I have them in order of game start to make it a little easier for every single person. So you can follow that as well. I usually post those on the sheet at game time, but all of the ones that I post like earlier, I usually just put out on Twitter. Uh, one thing though, I do want to say, like, you know, um, just to reiterate for everyone, say tail, you know, tail picks, not risk. I start off the season, um, you know, maybe doing like half unit plays and then 
as the season goes on and I'm more and more successful, I'll bump those up to like a unit play across the board. But that's not something I suggest everyone does. Not everyone can do that. There's nothing wrong with going like a tenth of a unit or a quarter unit, uh, whatever you can do. The whole idea is, you know, if you're going to spend, um, you know, if you're going to spend, if you have like a hundred dollars to spend and you were going to do that over, th- you know, five plays, you know, there's no reason why you just can't cut the units down and spread that over 20 plays. The whole idea is um, not to cherry pick, you know, you're not trying to make parlays here. The whole idea is you're making single wagers and the idea that you will hit a certain percentage in order to profit over time. Okay. I, Matt, Matt, I don't know why Dustin hasn't introduced me to you, but you're, you're fascinating to me. So I want to continue with this and we'll give out a ton of your plays coming up in, in just a bit. Are you, is your background mathematics? Uh, well, um, background is baseball mathematics. I, I actually had, uh, I, I just worked in baseball for a long time, uh, a lot of a fantasy background. That's where I spent a lot of time there. But yeah, as far as, uh, as far as like practical, uh, education, no, not, 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 not too much. Uh, but that's just like kind of where, uh, where the math background came in was, uh, mostly through baseball, which baseball is, I oddly enough, my best sport when it comes to gambling, which is usually backwards for most people, usually people. People uh, find that to be the most difficult, but, you know, for whatever reason, you know, there's certain things that are difficult in baseball as far as like, you know, full game size. But when you go into like F5s and certain wagers, like I'll bet over under one strikeout, there's certain things you can take advantage of that books are just not prepared for and they adjust throughout the season. So, uh, you know, baseball season is coming up soon, so we'll have some fun with that. But yeah, it's a lot of just to do with uh, sports analytics and uh, just kind of sprawled from there. And we're going to have you on during the summer. Now, I just have two minutes here. We're going to come back and give out a bunch of your plays. So don't worry about giving plays. I have a question. You mentioned the 60%. I'm trying to manage. I'm trying to let people know that are new to the industry. Just understand if you're hitting 55, 56%, you're doing a great job. Like the, the numbers that people are throwing out there, I'm 65%, I'm 70%. That's just, you're being hoodwinked. Do you have a target as far as what you're trying to win? You got a minute here, Matt. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the 55, 60 is kind of where you want to be. Um, as far as at least like, you know, the uh, implied probability of you hitting your shots. Uh, I think anything, you know, anything above that is, is gravy. Sometimes you'll, I say, I don't have favorite plays, but sometimes you'll have one where your projection is obviously a lot more, but I still don't jump on and like double my units or anything. Uh, you know, you're going to get some plays that uh, you think are great that don't hit. The idea is you just want to fire away as much as possible. So yeah, the, uh, yeah, in general, uh, yeah, I don't really. Uh, I mean, I don't. I think that's the best way to sum it up. <laughs> Sorry, if it, I, no, if it's perfect. It, listen, there. listen. I, I don't know where you've been my whole entire life, but I, we're gonna have you back on if you don't mind. That was tremendous. Uh, a guy that's you know, prop wise and side and totals got over 1500 bets so far this year. So Matt, thank you for that. We're going to get theory for, I could talk about theory for like three hours. That That's what we want fast here and get as much as I can. No, that's what we want. Well, if Dustin's going to contact you, we'll have you on next week. We'll carve out two segments to do that. And we'll continue with the theory talk. Is that cool? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, Matt Williams, thank you very much. I want to give him a plug here. We'll come back and give out some of his plays. You can find Matt Williams on Twitter, Matt, W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S. That's Matt Williams. We're going to come back, give out his plays and some more NFL next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, 
the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, download the app and use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Okay, we got you back here, Sharp Money. I'm Patrick Maher, of course. He's Dustin Sweetelson. This is presented by DraftKings. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, couple things. One, Matt Williams just joined us, and Matt Williams is so smart his mouth can't keep up with his brain and i like those type of people and that's what i'm trying we're trying to deliver this to you so if you missed the spot with matt i'm sure it'll be posted later over at vsin.com the thing about okay in sports betting what you're trying to do is surround yourself with the most I guess, how would you say an eclectic group of smart people and have a good community? And then you bounce ideas off those people. You come up with a consensus and you fire it. Nothing in life is better done. Well, doesn't chill out. I was going to say nothing in life is better done alone. Uh, community helps um, bouncing ideas. Even if you're a genius, if you have somebody to bounce ideas off of. And I've just always been a person that has a voracious, uh, I guess I would say, appetite for learning. Not necessarily the smartest person, as you can tell. But uh, I do have a voracious appetite for learning from smart people. And I just got very excited listening to Matt Williams talk. So uh, first off, I said to the big guy during the break, like, where have you been hiding this guy from me? Why have I not been introduced to him? Why have we not highlighted him to help the audience understand theory? And so next week, we're going to have him on, hopefully video, put him on for two segments. So that's 20 minutes and let him espouse upon theory. That's it. That's what I want to do. And I'm going to give you a bunch of his plays right now. So it's not like I'm not going to hook you up with the plays, but that guy, we need more of that guy in our lives. And that's really the information that we're supposed to be giving. And, and that dude can help people understand exactly what's happening. So again, he has his projections. He has his algo. He has his system. He plugs them. You have to overcome the vigorous. You have to overcome the 11 to 10. And he feels that he has enough of an edge that he fired 21 bets tonight. So eventually, I mean, look, his record on the year betting NBA props is 897 and 627. He's up 135.99 units. That can buy you a lot of cars. That's what I would say about that. Now, let's get to a few of his plays. Not that that's out of the way. Uh, how about the game we were talking about? Milwaukee and Minnesota. Okay, so that's a big one tonight in Minnesota. He's got Anthony Edwards over 26.5 points. His projection was 28.5 points. So bet... Anthony Edwards over 26 and a half. Same game. 
He's got Rudy Gobert over 12 and a half points. His projection, now remember, when these guys, when you get a projection, so you write down your number and you're looking for a chasm. You're looking for some separation. And based on what you determine to be the number, so your projection, what the market says, and how much you determine to be uh, the right amount in between the fire. I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. Well, here's an example. He's got Gobert projected at 15 points tonight. Gobert's number in the market is 12 and a half. So obviously that's a two and a half point difference. He fires. Dame Lillard, He's got Dame Lillard under 24 and a half. So again, write these down for props if you want them. Lillard under 24 and a half points. His projection is 22. He's got DeAndre Ayton, Portland, over 14 and a half points tonight. His projection for Ayton, 17. He's got Simons, Anthony Simons, under six and a half assists tonight. His projection, four and a half. Shall I continue? I mean, he did a lot of work on these. Might as well give them to people. Like, here's what I'd say, Patrick, to go along with your point here. We, I like the different approaches to betting. We have Fezzik on Mondays. He has his approach. Thomas Gable from behind the book has his approach. Samich, who you'll hear later today, has his way. Spritzer, who's been doing it forever, joins us on Wednesdays. He has his own angles. And I think Josh Applebaum has all these systems that he stands Married by to the as market. a better. Everyone has their own way of do it. And I just think combining all of them and finding what works for you as a better makes the most sense. I love pontification, Dustin, and I love him even more when it makes sense. Well, put. thank God. I was hoping it did. OK, I'm going to give some more. It's for, it's, <laughs> there's a lot. They're all by the way, he posted them all on his Twitter, but I'm looking at the calendar. Is today Friday? Uh, yep. Confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, so let's give out some plays. Um, he has D'Angelo Russell combo over 23 and a half points and assists. His projection, 26. Difference of two and a half. He has D'Angelo Russell, D'Lo, over two and a half three-pointers made. His projection, three and a half. Should I give one more? Why not? Be in a giving mood. Well, I mean, I've literally given out like 15. I know. I can't so keep up, actually. To... I'm trying to write them down. You don't have to. Austin Reeves, Lakers, over 20 and a half points in assist. His projection, 22. Okay. Matt Williams, if you'd like to follow him, write this down, kids, because that's, he, he, he pins the tweet. So his spreadsheet's going to be there. So you just got copious winners. Matt, W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S on Twitter. Hopefully that helps. Hopefully that helps you make a ton of cash. And by the way, during the break, we're working. We're doing a sports betting show. And what did Dustin text me? A thirst trap. (laughs) (laughs) He literally sent me a collage of a girl he's obsessed with from Instagram. Yeah. Well, no, it's one that I, I'm not, a, I, I think she's like the most beautiful person. You know, I don't like traditional beauties. I like some, like, give me a lazy eye, something wrong with like the eyebrows. What like, is wrong with I need you? something slightly off because it's just too perfect. It's, it just doesn't feel like real life. But she is a woman who popped in, in my feed. I said, she's so beautiful. I need Patrick to see her to confirm like this is the most beautiful person walking the planet. So here's what, here's the dichotomy during the break. I was literally getting excited talking about Matt Williams, handicapper. Dustin goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to send you something. I looked out at my phone and it's a collage of a thirst trap. Yeah, I'm a talent scout. I'm elite at finding beautiful women on the Internet. By the way, I'm now very. Yeah, distracted. Yeah. Okay, let's. <laughs> that was uh, pretty impressive. I, I must I must say that was pretty impressive. Big guy, let's do a video here. We have, I believe, two left. Correct. We're gonna save Halterman. We're gonna save Halterman because obviously Halterman and Samich work together with the horse racing. So we'll save that one. Who do we have next? Oh, we're gonna go to the pitch, boys and girls, because our guy from the Plus Money Pod, Andy the Plug, Andrew Pissarro, has a few plays for you in soccer this weekend. Here's his Sharp Money Family Play of the Day. 
What's up, Sharp Money? I got picks for the next three days across the soccer world. We're going to start Saturday, 10 a.m. Manchester United taking on Fulham, and I like Man United, and both teams to score plus 170. It's hitting their last three fixtures straight up against Fulham, and it's hitting four out of their last five for Manchester United. Jumping to Sunday, we're going to stick with another team that I gave you guys last week, Sheffield United. They're taking on Wolves on the road. The over three and a half here is plus 172. The over three and a half is hitting seven straight Sheffield matches. They're giving up goals left, right, and center. Uh, it's hitting eight of their last nine so i love the value there and then we're jumping to monday we're going to Serie A. we're going to roma who brought in a new coach a, a club legend daniele de rossi and since he's taken over they are four and one in Serie A matches more importantly they've scored at least two goals in all of those matches so their team total over one and a half is plus 128 that's a play for monday afternoon the plug the plug is an absolute psychopath <laughs> now i just realized something our new approach here on Sharp Money is we literally are giving out 50 plus plays a day. <laughs> are all of the family vids going up on the picks page over at vsin.com? Yeah, every every pick that gets set on the show, with the exception of maybe one or two Matt Williams ones I just missed as you were reading them, will be up on vsin.com slash picks. That is tremendous. And if they want to find the plays, they just search Sharp Money. Uh, no, you just go to VEASAN.com's picks page, and what's nice about the, the website, everyone has plays for that day when you're logged in and checking it out as a pro member. Uh, you will see everyone who has plays that day. You just click their name, and everything shows up there. And then from there, if you want to click around and click Sharp Money, you can organize it by show, by sport, whatever suits you best for that given day. <laughs> that is tremendous. Great job, big guy. Because the plug talks fast. Yes. Because I, I was just writing his plays down and I'm like, okay, we've got to make this easier for the viewer and listener. So you can go to vcin.com slash picks. And if you missed any of the plays over the first two hours, they're there. We've got more plays coming up. And I'll, I'll warn you right now. Fridays to end the show and the end of week is with Samich. Okay, VEASAN host. This is going to be a tricky spot because he's in a bad mood because we've been clowning him. Aaron Halterman's been clowning him, part of the family. Could be some fireworks coming up next right here on Sharp Money. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.